Welcome back, sports fans, to Sode 154 of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? Believe, 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 believe. We have an amazing show for you guys. Joining us is starting defensive back for the Los Angeles Chargers, Trevor Williams, out of Penn State. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they free. Sold 154. Coming hotter at you guys than sold 153. And I'm flanked on my left and on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators. Nikki Snacks, Karida, and Alex toss me the rock. Tisopolis. We're dropping to you guys on Monday morning. Now, on Monday morning, we have our typical Monday morning show. You know, fan questions, Game of Thrones recap. But we have a special guest in the studio this Sunday, and we are so pumped to give it to you guys. We have starting cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers, Trevor Williams. Welcome to the show, baby. How are we doing today? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Dude, anytime, man. We're super pumped to have you. I know Nikki Snacks Crider is a diehard Chargers fan, and blindly so at sometimes. And I know he is stoked <laughs> to have you in the building, and the listeners will be stoked to have you out there too. So we do four down territory. If you didn't know, now you know. We're basically going to throw four questions at Trevor. Last question always being the same. What is your favorite sports memory? But question number one, you joined the Penn State Nittany Lions at the beginning of the Bill O'Brien tenure when he was the first head coach after the Sandusky scandal. What was the culture like in the locker room for that season? It was crazy. That was a crazy time. I just remember the seniors on the team just trying to keep everybody together and just keeping that camaraderie strong at a, you know, at a broken time. I'll take my head off to Bill O'Brien also because he, he did a great job coaching us and you know, keeping the ship moving. Was he the one that recruited you? Because you start off as a wide receiver. You're a cornerback now. You were a three-star wide receiver and a three-star safety. Three stars. It's crazy. Yeah, man. That's Listen, you know what? Those stars. Three, you know, come on. Like, three, stars, stars. Like, what does it even matter? If you get to the league, J.J. Watt was like a two-star, right? Oh, yeah. And but listen, three stars, you're sitting next to three dudes who are combined zero-star coming out of high school. So that's, that's pretty good in my book, honestly, if I have to say. So three stars on both sides of the ball. And you come in as a wide receiver. Was Bill O'Brien, he, he recruited you, correct? Yep. Okay, so you recruited you as a wide receiver, and the locker room is its kind of in disarray almost in a sense. Well, what was your decision to kind of go there with all that going on? Because well, you are originally five. committed to West Virginia, correct? Yeah. That's a crazy uh, story. So Fire was, away, man. I was committed to West Virginia, right? And 
I didn't want to play defense. I remember talking to Dana Hogerson. I'm like, if I come to your school, am I playing defense or offense? Long story short, he told me I was going to play offense, but I met with like the whole defensive staff. And I'm like, Mom, I don't, I don't feel right about this situation. So I say, you know what, let me take this visit to Penn State. O'Brien, he sold me on offense. So I had my mind made up that I was going to Penn State to play wide receiver. And I think the fifth practice until my sophomore year, we were down numbers on defense, especially at the cornerback position. Yeah. I was like, you know what, I just want to get on the field. I just want to play. And I made the switch. And now so you're playing defense in the NFL. Dude, <laughs> thank God you made the switch. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you think that if you stuck with offense your entire career, you'd still be where you're at? In the league? Not sure. I, I feel like I'd have made a way. Either way, I'd have found out a way to, you know, come out on top either way. But I'm glad I made the switch, and I don't regret it. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty fast. I mean, look, your 40 times a 4-4. Four, four. You can't coach speed. You know what I'm saying? I, like, usually I'm like, I wonder, like, sometimes we'll have a guest, and we like Ryan Leaf, and, and he, I'm like, I think I could beat that guy in a foot race. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you, no shot, man. You would beat me two times over. So I think you probably would have found your way in some regard, but that is crazy that you end up making the switch kind of for the team to get on the field. And what was like the initial switch like? Because you played safety, then you moved to corner. It was tough. Because um, safety and corner, those are two different positions, um, different techniques. And I remember the first practice, I think my first one-on-one rep, like I, I busted my ass. Like I gave up a deep ball, and I was just like, damn. <laughs> so... I, at an early part, at an early stage, I realized that you had to be, you know, long on confidence and short on memory. And I had a lot of ups and downs that that first year. But I remember that that off season going into my junior season, yeah, I was just dedicated. I was dedicated, and you know, I had a way better season than my sophomore year. I mean, some people would honestly switch back, transfer, you know, to a school where they would play wide receiver. But that level of commitment, that dedication, I mean, who who on the team was instrumental? Or like, What coaches were helpful for you to make that switch and be comfortable in that transition? What, like, big locker room guys ahead of you? Were, there, were, there, were your teammates helpful? I know you guys are competing for spots, but obviously everyone wants to win, right? Yeah, the whole secondary room. Um, I remember Malcolm Willis, Jordan Lucas, who plays for the, the Chiefs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daquan Davis, he's uh, he's back home in Baltimore coaching now. And even my old position coach, John Butler, I think he was coaching with the Bills this past season. But, uh, man, they gave me some encouraging words. And, you know, I kind of took it upon myself to watch my tape and, you know, go back over my mistakes and just learn from a man and just keep my confidence at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So O'Brien comes in, and you guys kind of, I'm sure, get together presumably as a group and say, we're going to change this program. We're going to bring it back to what it was. Was that the kind of collective feel you guys had in the first two years under O'Brien? To kind of because the, the the change was insane. I mean, I remember watching it just as a sports fan. I go, this, you know, you you see the four year bowl ban, right? You see the scholarships taken away, and you go, I go, this team's going to be in trouble for a long time because in the Big Ten you're competing against Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, you know, you get you, know, you guys compete against, right? And it's tough for recruiting. And those games are tough. I mean, you're going against the top-tier athletes. This is like the probably the second-best conference, sometimes first, in college football across the board. And you guys came back. The turnaround was insane. Like, did you did you guys feel that coming, especially when Franklin then comes in? You know, was, what, what was his culture like? What, what did he do to change things around for you guys? I think James Franklin, I think his aspect of things were kind of different from O'Brien. Mm-hmm. 
they're like two opposites. I think O'Brien just wanted to focus on completely football. Coach Franklin, he also wanted to focus on football as well, but more so getting involved with the fans and the community. Mm-hmm. And it all worked out. You know what I mean? You see what he did, you know, once. I know my class left. You got the Saquon Barkley's who's, you know, ripping it, who's killing it. Yeah. Trace McSorley, those guys. So, um, like I said, the Penn State community, the fans, that whole state college area, man, they were very supportive. And they they helped us also get through that tough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to bridge the gap, honestly. That's huge, connecting you guys. Because teams either fall at that point or you kind of build back up and go together. And there was no denying between O'Brien when he left and then Franklin comes in, that the team as a whole kind of jumped ship and recreated a program that was going to be lost for years to come. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see what happened to SMU. They had that two-year ban. That, that program was never recovered. And this was amazing to watch. To be honest with you, I grew up an Ohio State fan. I want to be honest Ooh. with you. I know, man. I know. <laughs> Boo, I for sure. <laughs> but it was great to watch as a fan. I mean, like, you guys, these guys just come back. McSorley was a joy to watch in college. He really He's was. fun. Good you guy. Know, Definitely a good guy. Oh, he has to be a great leader, you know. And then speaking of, you won an award, right? You won the you won the uh, the highest award of, on the team, the Ridge Riley Award, right? Is that correct? Yep. As for friendship, right, and, and sportsmanship and leadership. When I saw that friendship thing, I was stoked. I was stoked to be boys with you. Man. I was like, <laughs> this guy is gonna be a good freaking friend right now, man. What was that like to win that award on that team? I didn't expect it. You know, I just. You know, continue to just be the person that I am, just being genuine and uh, just treating others with respect. Mm. But um, you just reminded me about that reward. I forgot completely <laughs> about it. <man. laughs> I just remember accepting that award in front of my, my mother, my grandparents, and I know they, they felt very proud. So, Yeah, you know, I mean, that's like, like, again, like talking about the time period when you're playing for that team, that's like a massive, that's a massive honor to be like spearheading like one of the guys it's like okay this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to carry ourselves in the locker room you know and like to win that award you know we just joked about it but it's honestly a big honor like, i think that's something the three of us found to be super impressive across the board appreciate that no oh, dude of course man sportsmanship is key i mean like that's the only one oh, for I, sure i was only one sportsmanship. i mean being in the locker that, room but. like my entire life playing football playing baseball like running track like you have to find people that are you're wanting to gravitate towards who are leaders who are just genuine people like you're like speaking about because like at the end of the day it's all about being selfless and having each other's backs you know especially like in that locker room like you have to have a guy like that or a few guys like that for a successful team yeah Yeah. i mean for you guys to go your freshman year eight and four under bill o'brien where you know that you're not going to compete in a bowl game it's character from every single individual that's on that team which is really cool that was like the coolest thing that i saw so we'll move on so now you've finished your you finished college, you go undrafted, and you decide to continue to play football. What's that feeling like? You go undrafted, you go, you know what, I'm going to stick with this thing. I'm going to go for try to play in the NFL. What was your mindset there? I just always felt like, you know, I should have been drafted just looking at the guys that came in front of me. But I also knew at an early age that this was my dream. This is what I wanted to do. This is how I was going to feed and take care of my family. And um, I just remember being, you know, very frustrated after the draft and just like, man, they're sleeping on me. And um, once I just got the opportunity with the Chargers, I just said, uh, you know what, as long as I get my foot in the door, you know, I know what to do once I get there. And it's been a nonstop grind ever since. Bro, I know. Like, for those who do not know, you undrafted, signed to the practice squad, not even the regular roster. Verrett, who I'm sure you're friends with. That's my guy. That's your guy. Yeah. But if he doesn't get injured twice, and then you come in and you play ball, 
Like it's not even like you like fill in the hole. Like in Pro Football Focus, like you were the tenth ranked corner in twenty seventeen. Like there's a lot of cornerbacks in football. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of fucking dudes out there that are playing corner. To go undrafted practice squad to I guess we'll just go into second down right now from going undrafted to being the tenth rated cornerback. Like what's the feeling like? What's your mindset through that? For me, I try not to look too much into the you know, the pro football focus rankings. They change each week. Yeah. And for me, I just wanted to make sure that I was controlling the controllable and, you know, just treating every day like a one-day contract, you know, maximizing all my efforts throughout the days and, you know, perfecting my craft. And I guess it's 52 other guys, you know, depending on me to do my job so we can win at the end of the day. So I just got that self-pride in myself, and you know, I just I just compete, man. And that defense now, what's the mindset on the Chargers defense kind of going into this year and last year. I mean, this has gone to be, become one of the top defenses in the league, on paper and on the field. Like, the, it translates. All right, the defensive, somehow, some way, talking about, like, not as big of a sleep, but there were 16 teams that slept on Derwin James that probably should not have. You know, you get a guy like that, you get a guy like Nasir Adelaide in, in the second round this year, right? Tillery, you got a great draft. The Chargers. Tillery comes in. He's a complete. He's a complete stud. A guy we love coming out of college, right? What's the mindset on the Chargers defense right now, for you guys going into this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, last season we were two games away from you know the big dance. So mm-hmm. just you know picking up where we left off and you know fixing those mistakes. Um, everyone's we have a great mindset. The Gus Bradley, our D coordinator, he's coming up with schemes and. We're just going he's a back. genius. Man, he's a genius, man. I, I love Gus. You know, he's the same person 365 days out the year, man. And he does a great job coming up with the schemes. And we all we still have our camaraderie. We still have that brotherhood. And one thing I can say about this group, we're all focused. I like a focus us over anybody, man. Yeah, that team definitely – you just feel something different about that team, about just the camaraderie that we're talking about. And, like, it also helps when you guys have guys in the locker room who are just – those type of guys like Philip Rivers, you know, and guys like Melvin Ingram and, you know, guys like Melvin Gordon, like that's the type of team that, you know, everyone has that camaraderie and like, it just seems like a brotherhood. You know what I mean? I think it's cool that you said you take it one day at a time. Cause a lot of people say like one game at a time. Right. But if every game is a week away, you got to get, you got seven days to get prepared every single day, clean slate. Can't let the day slip by. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Even in the off season, man, you guys are, you guys work your asses off. Yeah, it's a constant grind. That's where the games are won, you know, in the off season, and off season workouts have been going great, man. For the first five or six weeks, they flew by like that. So, yeah, and we start Monday with the OTA, so I'm excited to get going. That's yeah, good. So, so when our fans are listening, you're starting. <laughs> They'll be in their their office chair, cranking away on the keyboard. You're gonna be grinding. <laughs> what's What's it been like having the opportunity to kind of be in the locker room with Philip Rivers? Have you have you had a lot of time to react like interact with him? Um, a little. I remember my rookie year when I first seen him and Antonio Gates. I was like, wow! I was in the second grade when these guys got drafted. I mean, these guys are in the Hall of Fame. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember I was on the scout team my rookie year. Like I was still on the practice squad. And normally they don't let the defensive guys on the scout team, you know, play the ball if it's in the air. Mm-hmm. Let you know the offensive guys catch it. And I intercepted Phil. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't. To. I couldn't pass it up. You had to. Coaches were mad, but I didn't care. I don't think he probably wasn't mad. He's was probably like, "All right, good for him." 
That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I heard he was pissed, but I didn't care, man. I, I couldn't let that moment slip by. That's yeah, a memory man. for me. Of course. Of I course, mean, man. this has been a dream of yours since you're a kid, like you're saying. What are some of the surreal moments you've had? Like, you know, meeting Rivers, meeting Gates kind of thing. Are those like those are heroes, you know, kind of going on. Oh man. Just seeing Philip on the field, you know, when it gets competitive. Because he, he doesn't curse. He doesn't say any, you know, swear words. But he gets after it. You can see the passion and the emotion that he has for the game. And for Gates, Gates is just a humble guy. Humble guy, cool guy, um, willing to offer any type of knowledge. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's but, also that that insane receiver core, too, that probably makes your secondary better because you guys are going one-on-one all the time. You know, yeah. Keenan and, and Mike Williams and – Travis, you know, you guys lost Terrell Williams, but I mean, it's still, yeah. still a dope receiving core. That's an, it's one of the best, again, one of the best in the league. Like, what do you, who do you like to go up against most in practice of those guys? All of them. Like you said, it's just so many, so many guys. Um, you get a different look from each, each receiver. You know, with Keenan Allen, he has the best releases from a receiver in the NFL and, you got Mike Williams, who's a big body, who can make those 50-50 catches. So just being able to compete with those guys every day in practice, man, definitely gives us an edge. Mm -hmm. Now, how are you feeling coming back? Because you had an injury last year that cost you some games. How are you mm -hmm. feeling going into this year? Ready to rock? Ready to rock, man. I had a great rehab. I'm excited to get back, and I'm, I'm looking forward to Monday. You feel, yeah, you feel, you're feeling stronger, aren't you? Yeah, man, this is the strongest I've ever felt. Yeah, you're not going to sleep tonight, huh? Nah, too 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 anxious. Nah, What's man. that? Like? I feel that man. What's it like before the day before a game? What's your mindset? What are you feeling? Do you have like rituals? I think I watch a lot of videos, just a lot of either old highlights or just videos on you know just talking about how to you know stay sane mentally and just you know staying relaxed, staying poised, not getting too antsy. I try not to get too antsy before the game until like like right before you know kickoff, yeah. like while they're doing the national anthem. Because if I get too riled up, I'm going to burn myself out. The, na the national anthem. What's the, you hear the national anthem, I mean, every game you play. Has there been a special one for you? I mean, I know Nosho Moreno had that one where he just, well, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Where it, <laughs> where it looked like they just like poured water on his head and then he soaked it up and fell out of his eyes. Do you have like a special memory with that? I, I've always found that, I've always, that's like been my biggest wonder as a fan. I've always wanted to experience the national anthem as a player. You feel the emotion. You feel the adrenaline pumping feel those butterflies kicking. Mm -hmm. I felt that my first preseason game in the NFL. You guys have a flyover and all that? Yeah, I was like, wow, this, yeah. is, this is the NFL. This is it. Like, I'm here. This yeah. is this is my moment. That's yeah. awesome. It's crazy. What was, the, what was the day like when you first started, your first game that morning? I had the butterflies. I had the butterflies. I could barely eat breakfast. I just was ready to get to the field, man. I was talking to my teammates. I was like, yo, you nervous? <laughs> he was like, yeah. I was like, good, good, good. Yeah, me is, too, is me. this normal? <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm there. Cool. Me too, me too. That's hilarious. But I just remember having fun. I had so much fun. And I, I remember what I was doing it for. So that just gave me a lot more motivation. Was your mom there? Nah. She go to the games ever? She comes to a couple. They, they, they come to more... East Coast games, then they come out. Cause they're still in, in Baltimore. Yeah, they came to every New York game I ever had, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Meadowlands. Yep. Piss place to play. It's. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, man. Just being able to see them had that support system come. So it was pretty dope. You went to a lot of college games, I'm sure, right? 
Yeah. Like every one almost. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Damn, yeah. That's great, honestly. I mean, some guys don't, some guys, you know, parents live in Alabama. It's like hard to kind of get around, you know, and that's it's mm-hmm. good to have people on the East Coast. And so you're from Baltimore, and we kind of got into it on, on the show. So if you're comfortable saying you were a big Baltimore Ravens fan. Yep. Growing up, diehard. Die Ray yep. Lewis, John Ogden. Ed Reed. Trent Dilfer, you know, I'm yep. sure. <laughs> I remember all of them. Yep. Jamal Lewis, the, all the guys. What was it like coming into the NFL and now you have to play a team? You have to play your team. You know, I'm sure you're a Ravens fan up in, in college too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like up until maybe the week of the Ravens, you're like, all right, no, I'm no longer a fan. Yeah, I was pissed that I couldn't play. Yeah, I was like, that was the game I had like circled on my calendar. Like, I want these guys. Yeah. I want I want to you know. And that was when like Lamar was booming and all that too. And everyone was. Yeah. I wanted that game bad. I was like, you know what? Y'all passed up for me. Y'all, y'all oh, thought I was yeah. a trial guy. I'm going to show y'all, but we got the victory the second time, so. The one that mattered. The one that counted, so. Yeah. Were there other teams calling to sign you after, or was it, how quick, how does that happen? How does that unfold, like, undrafted free agent? How quick does things go down? So, I think Green Bay called, Oakland called, excuse me, um, Washington called, and the Ravens, they called, but some guys, I think, the, the teams, they either offer you as a tryout guy, like you just come for that weekend, like for the rookie minicamp weekend, and then the other teams they they're willing to sign you as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. So you're there pretty much during camp also. Mm-hmm. So I think the Chargers were it was between them and Oakland that offered me the the undrafted free agency signing. So I just so you know what the Chargers situation seemed like the best one for me. So yeah, was, and you were on the team. You were one year in San Diego. And then y'all up and moved. What was the locker room like when you guys moved to Los Angeles? Was it a big? Was it a big effect in the locker room? Did you guys? How much you guys care? Honestly, um, a lot of guys they miss San Diego. Really? Yeah, they they miss San Diego. And we like it out here too. But I remember a lot of guys always talking about San Diego. Some guys still go back from time to time. Oh, you know, Phil still lives there. You know, yeah. and I think the biggest thing is that. I, f- I'm, I don't know how you guys feel, but I can imagine that you guys feel like you lost a lot of fans when you when you guys left San Diego, and that hurts, right? Because you're used to playing at Qualcomm that has that seats almost eighty thousand, and then you're playing at Carson where it's like you're sitting in front of thirty thousand, but more than half of them are the opposite team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that, that that doesn't that can't feel good. Yeah, I remember the fans; they were pissed at us, like we had a say so in, in the decision. Right. But I don't know, man. It's, for us, we just want to play football. We don't care where we play. Just, you know, line us up and we'll go to work. But I know it's a lot of fans still pissed. <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 a really unfortunate situation. Like, for a while, like, I was bitter too. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, you realize it's like, look, these guys I've been rooting on my entire life, they had nothing to do with it, you know? Oh, no, Phil yeah. Rivers, Antonio Gates, Melvin, you know, yourself, all these guys, like, they, they just want to play, like you just said. You know, and they just they want to play for a fan base, but they also want to play for their family and they want to play for their brothers, you know, and I respect that. You have guys like Melvin Gordon, Bosa in the locker room, Wisconsin kid. Big Ten guys. Big, you guys yeah, talk a lot of shit. What's, what's that like? Y'all ever talk shit, you know, reminisce kind of thing? Yeah. I talk a lot of shit with uh, Cardell Jones, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we go back and forth a lot. He was giving me a lot of heat about last season. When they beat us, but the season before, I let them have it. So, oh, that game was that game was wild. The one at Penn State. 
This one, this past year was wild. This yeah. most recent one. Which one you think was more more crazy? I don't know, dude. The the one the one with the field goal was nuts. Yeah, that was just, that was ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, I'm, I was a little heartbroken. I, I was <laughs> definitely heartbroken. But that was both game, every time they line up. That is like one. Of, that's I like that game more than the Michigan Ohio State game lately, because I, Ohio State's just been wiping the floor with Michigan yeah. in the past. Is it, is that usually the whiteout for Penn State? Yep. Yes, dude, the whiteout was crazy. The whiteout's man. dope, man. There's nothing like that. That's How does my it? favorite memory at Penn State? The whiteout. Like, how do you feel as a player coming? Like, you could put your head through a wall, I'm sure. Yeah, you could feel the stadium shaking. Like, third down, the crowd's cheering for the defense. Like, you can hear it. You hear everything. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't even put it in words, man. It's, it's so I'm crazy. sure when you watch those games on Saturday, now you're just like, oh, like, just sit there and you're like, damn, that was a time. And you're thinking about that, like, you, you're never gonna get that back, man. That that whiteout thing is just like so electric. That doesn't happen in the NFL anymore. Like the college yeah, experience yeah. is so unique. Yeah, college crowd way better than the NFL crowd. Yeah, man. Students, alumni, because that that'll never leave. You oh, will yeah. always be it's, like. I mean, it's oh. drunk. It's drunk students versus angry drunk dads who are just like trying to get away from the family on a Sunday. You know, yeah, what I'm that's part of the tradition now. <laughs> on Saturdays, do you ever like get together with any of your teammates and and watch games? Some of the some of the Big Ten guys, maybe. <laughs> Not really, because normally around those times we're like in our room, in a hotel room, just oh, chilling. Gotcha. So, but you might hear somebody in, like in the next room yelling, like, "Damn, shit!" <laughs> just pissed off about their team losing. So, do you get nervous? You ever go back? Go back to Penn State? Yeah. Every now and then, I try to. I went back for the pro day. I think it was last season. Mm. But other than that, it's tough. If we have a bye week, I think our bye week is on their homecoming week, I want to say. But I'm going to try to go back for one of the games. Yeah, well, you know, it's probably crazy. You get to go on the sidelines, I'm sure. That's a feeling, man. Yeah, I miss that feeling. You miss college every now, every now and then? Because I, I, I feel like we never, people never ask the pros that because, like, oh, we need to assume that they're in the pros yeah, and yeah. everything's, you know, dandy. But, like, you ever miss college? Yeah. I mean, we miss college. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know we do. Like, I mean, Penn State's a fun school. I've, I've yeah. heard stories. I mean, there's some wild parties there. It's just an electric, you know, student fan base, everything like that. I'm sure you guys have a great time. I miss time. it a lot, man. Not having to pay any bills. Just eat everything for free. Yeah. Free cable, free everything, man. I miss, I miss that. Free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. I just want free Wi-Fi. I just want good <laughs> Wi-Fi, honestly. You know, yeah. it's so hard. In the city, it's hard as hell to find. Yeah, I don't miss the snow. I don't miss it because we still had to go to class. Yeah, I'm sure being on, on the West Coast is <laughs> a lot easier to play in, oh, man, this practicing. Is, this is a dream. So much more comfortable. <laughs> you play, I mean, you grew up playing in Baltimore. You grew up playing, and then you played at Penn State. I mean, you played in tundras compared to here. Yeah, so this is a breeze. Was that, was that like a big part of your decision too? Nah. What I just wanted you, something different. What were you, what was like your, what clothing did you wear when it was like the freezing cold game? Did, are you the type of guy that goes? Sleeves? Yeah, or no sleeves. Oh yeah, it's sleeves. I, I don't have no shame in that. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is none. The lineman. I just, the I don't get, like, nope. I guess like some guys get so jacked up on just like adrenaline that they don't need sleeves. I mean, but I can't imagine that it doesn't hurt when you hit someone. Those guys are probably rub like some Vaseline, yeah, things like that. But me, I, give me my sleeves. <laughs> I, I, I want to be comfortable. Some games I, I might not wear any sleeves, just depending on how comfortable I am. But yeah, all that stuff is just for the look, man. But those guys, they're really cold. 
In college, can you do the can you do the James Jones the hoodie? Yeah, with the hoodie underneath. I don't. Th- I don't, I don't know think they can. I don't, know. I don't think so. Yeah, that was a look. That was. <laughs> I think Keenan Allen's done that a couple of times. Keenan's in the hoodie. He does. He does it in training camp. The hoodie. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. He seems crazy. Is he, is he wild? Just passionate. Yeah, just passionate. His dance moves are are interesting for sure, man. Yeah, he got the dance moves. On he got some moves. Yeah, yeah, every team has that one wide receiver with like who can move, dude. Like Heinz, like Heinz, <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious. Like Heinz Ward started it, dude. Like everyone's guy since Heinz Ward, that guy for Heinz Ward above all can dance. First of all. And like everyone else now has like that one guy. Like Mike Williams, I don't think he's the dancer, but Keenan Allen, that's like y'all's. Yeah, he's got the most personality out the receivers. For sure. Yeah. Would you ever want to do hard knocks? Is that like as a player? I was about to ask that. Yeah, too. I guess players does that like interest you guys ever? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I feel like other guys on the team, they might they might want to. I'm pretty quiet and reserved, so I don't think hard knocks will get too much out of me, but <laughs> I think you know, for the fans, they would get a kick out of the Charger, Charger guys. Oh, there's some. I think I'm shocked. There's definitely some personality. I'm shocked to hear that him. Rivers doesn't curse. Dude, he he does the whole like golly dang or yeah, dang it shoot, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> and the, yeah, and the guys who wear the when the guys who don't wear like the sleeves in the cold and just wear the Vaseline, you could kind of. I knew right then and there as a kid. I'm like, I'm not playing in the NFL. Like, I can't do that. Those guys are like on another level, crazy man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal. <laughs> who's like the screw? Who's like the craziest guy you got in the locker room right now on defense? Like you know the guy who's like just like wakes up ready to hit somebody. I'd probably say Nick Nick Zubner. He's probably the craziest. Yeah, I would have thought like Denzel Perryman or something. <laughs> he's one of the funniest. Really? Yeah, he's just a big, big ball of muscle man. DPS, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Well, let's segue into like question number three about the defense a little bit. So we talked a little bit about the defense, but let's talk about um, like what the Jack Boys are and what that kind of means to you guys. Because you guys have, you know, one of the most notorious secondaries in the league with Derwin, you know, Desmond King, our, our boy Adrian Phillips from Texas, you know, yourself, Casey Hayward. Yeah. So I mean, that's like the Jack Boys. I feel like you know Chargers fans know about that, but like kind of elaborate on what that means to you as a group and. Is that kind of like a Legion of Boom 2.0, you think? Yeah, that's how you know, I branch off from it. But, yeah, it's just pretty much us just, you know, being ball hawks, you know, getting the ball. It's a jack wolf, so we're robbing you for the ball. So yeah. That's where that comes from. Love that, man. Yeah. I mean, that that defense is just insane with athletes. It's just it's insane. So many steals across the board. I mean, we talked about Derwin James already, but like Desmond King. Ingram. Ingram. You know, Adrian Phillips, another undrafted guy who was a all pro last year. Yeah. You know? Desmond King had no business going in the fifth round. Like I mean, another big another Big Ten guy. Iowa. Like, like you have the team like Casey went in the second, was like the number one corner. He's like an all time two time all pro. You went yeah. undrafted tenth. I mean, you guys just sit there like laugh with yourselves, like what the fuck was anybody else thinking around the, around here? Yeah, and then Desmond was a Jim Thorpe winner also, so just a lot of overlooked guys. I mean, if you guys look at your Madden ratings, you guys are all like in the 80s, so that's good. <laughs> okay, okay. Some in the 90s, you know. I, I, ever, do you ever play in for you? You ever like looked at your Madden ratings? I just hear from the fans. Yeah? I hardly ever played Madden. Really? Were yeah. you a more NCAA guy? I was. Yeah? They I might was. bring that back. Do some guys like really pay attention to that? With the ratings? Yeah, and like talk to each other and give each other shit and stuff like that? I think so. Yeah? I think so. 
I think. So speaking of NCAA, they still owe us a check. Do they? Yeah, they owe us a check for that. So you guys are just waiting, huh? I'm just waiting. I know I haven't forgot. It's gonna be a big party when everyone gets that check, huh? Oh yeah. Apparently they might be bringing it back. That's yeah. I've well, heard. yeah, they're negotiating. The rumor mill. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> they, they, that was the best game. I, I in college, dude. For there was freshman year. One day, one week, I was sick, kinda, and I just played. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> <laughs> you're never like really like sick. Even in college, you know, you're just not. You're just like a little hungover for like a couple of days. <laughs> And then I just ripped that. Like I went through the whole year, like like years worth of it. I was like in twenty twenty five. I was like, all right, I gotta go to class. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm like ten years deep in this thing. The road to glory was my favorite part of the game. Oh yeah, just playing that story mode with the characters. Yeah, that's all I really play the games for. I mean, you create your own mode. road to glory. You know. Yeah, I got my own. Right. That's yeah, dope. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's dope. It, nah. is, it is literally a road to glory. Like that is yeah. like what you've gone through. Still going. Your favorite sports memory. Of all time. It doesn't even have to be. It could be as a player, as a fan, whatever you want. I'd probably say it was my rookie year, preseason, last game. We played the 49ers. So, for that last game, the rookies played the whole game. I played defense, special teams. Like, I was tired, dead tired. I just remember, I'm like, you know what, man? I got to fight for my spot. I got to make the team. Like, if I don't make this team, like, that's it for me. And I think it was third down and – I was lined up on the outside, and I caught the pick. Picked off the quarterback, and I, I caught it. And so in college rules, when, once you catch an interception, if you fall down to the ground, the play is over. You right, have right. an interception. So I caught the ball, and I just remembered. I fell. I got back up. Like, I hit a whole front flip, and I'm running down the sideline. I'm dead tired. And all I could think of was just hold the ball, just hold the ball. And I got tackled. Got tackled by the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who the quarterback was? No. If people give you shit, like, yo, you just got tackled by the quarterback. Yeah. At least you're not getting tackled by like, the punter. I've like seen those before. And, like, yeah, oh, but on. like this guy's 4-4, man. The quarterback bring you down, I'm sure you get some yeah. shit in the sideline yeah, for that. They, they didn't let me live about it, but I just remember like the whole sideline just going crazy. Like Casey Haywood, uh, Verrett, those yeah. guys, like everybody was just cheering me on. And I just remember I was like, yo, I'm keeping this football. And that was just the memory I just kept forever. I'm just like, man, can't nobody take this moment away from me. Damn. What was your first pick in the NFL like? The regular season. It was uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I, I picked off Crabtree. That's a good one. That's that was great. his first pass attempt that game. Yep, that was his first pass attempt. Was that was that in Oakland or was that? In Oakland, too. Oh. It couldn't have been at a better place. It was at Oakland. And I, was, I remember the season before I gave up a touchdown. We were at home. Crabtree, he scored a touchdown on me. And I was pissed because I think that same week they uploaded the picture on their Instagram. I was like, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> They're okay. coming at me on social I media. Said, okay. So I, I, in that that same game, uh, Coach Lynn had um, named me one of the captains. So I was feeling good about myself. I was like, okay. Going into Oakland, it, I'm sure that you guys are so fired up to play at the Coliseum in, yeah. front, of, in front of those people. Not the Coliseum, sorry, the Black Hole. Yeah. And I'm sure that's just like the because like the Raider fans are crazy. Yeah, that's like one step ahead of the whiteout. Honestly, those guys are just like who? Raider where fans are disrespectful. Yeah, where do they f- really like? They're, yeah. they're I'm sure they're ruthless. Yeah, they they're do. talking so much junk. They're talking so they much. they spend like three hours on their hair and makeup and their costume. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like it's Halloween for them. Can you hear people? You can hear what they're saying. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, you can hear it. So when I caught the interception, like I, I made sure I, I said a few words back. Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, that was a fun. That's game awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna no. be it's gonna be interesting when they're playing in Las Vegas. 
Oh yeah, yeah, they are moving. Yeah, I think they'll travel well. No, I, I think I mean the Raider Nation is is very strong across the United States. They're gonna they will travel well. But they're gonna burn. What if hypothetically? I hope this doesn't happen for you guys, and I hope this doesn't happen as a Patriots fan. If the Raiders, you know, won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl in Vegas, like they, what would that city do? They would like burn that city. <laughs> so like those fans in Las Vegas. That's just like the biggest recipe for this. No one like thinking about that. How big of a disaster? Like that's. I hope disaster. we never find out. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. You, I listen, bro. I'm with you. I hope, <laughs> we never fi- I hope we never find out too, man. Um. So then you pick off. Car- What's Crabtree? Crabtree talk shit. Do any of these guys talk shit? I think he's the only one that I've ever heard talk shit. Really? Really? Yeah, he's the only one. Wow. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, he had that whole beef with Richard Sherman that. Like a few years back, and yeah, but Richard Sherman talks shit all day long, though. He's a cool guy, though. I got a chance to meet him. Sherman? Oh, yeah. he's a smart dude. Yeah, he's one of the he's cool one of the guy. best speakers in the NFL. Yeah. Do you guys like have like a brotherhood cornerbacks in the NFL? Like, do you guys get to meet? I mean, you guys don't go up against each other. I mean, do you guys get to meet each other? And what's that like meeting some of the other cornerbacks in the NFL? Uh, just everybody just showing their respect. You know, just yeah, man, I'm a fan of your game, man. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Just saluting other guys mm-hmm. and. Pretty cool, man. You feel good about yourself. Who's your favorite corner, like, not on the team? Just, like, a guy you watch in the league, you're like, wow, that guy's game, you know, is just unbelievable. I watch a lot of uh, Pat Peterson film. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore. And um, Xavier Howard, he's pretty good. He No one talks about him. And no, he's I love got him. a big contract in Miami. I like the underrated guys, man, guys that don't get too much credit. That guy is so unsung. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Howard's fan. He's, like, the... That team, low key though, they bring in Flores, honestly, and they're getting a lot of slack for the whole. You know, they don't have much quarterback, they don't have much going on offense. That defense, like Fitzpatrick, you know, make it Fitzpatrick. I'm sure you know him coming out of college. Mm-hmm. He's a baller. Yeah. You know, what are some teams like that you? I mean, you're a fan of the you're a fan of the game. You watch a lot of film. What are some teams like outside of the Chargers? You know, the big teams. Or what are some teams that you think could surprise in the NFL this year? Um, I'm excited to see what Cleveland does. They they signed a lot of weapons on their team. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what they do. Are they scary now? If you see them on the schedule, I'm not gonna say scary, but I think they might have a stronger chance of making the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, but um, are there any yeah. games that are uh, circled for you this year on the schedule that you're like just you can't wait to play? Nah, not really. I keep forgetting the schedule. So I don't really think we have – I forget who we even had first, but I'm yeah, just – You're taking it one day at a time. I'm just anxious That's to get cool. back. You already said it. You're taking yeah. it one day at a time. I think you got luck for, back, Lux's first game, right? The Colts? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so as long as I can get back on the field, man, healthy, and just going out there flying around making plays, that's that's great for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Two-minute drill, yeah? Yeah, can we kick it off two-minute right. drill? So basically we're just going to uh, – Toss is going to – Rapidly, rapidly fire hit you with some questions. Rapid you fire. know, you can elaborate if you want, but just like you know, quick answers, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to it. What's the Nittany Lions' record next year? Undefeated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated all the way, winning a national championship. Yep. Love it. <laughs> Who's the hardest cover in the NFL? Tyreek Hill. Ooh, yeah, that's can't you can't coach speed. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty fast. He's pretty fast. It's like yeah. you, you know what he's about to run, but you still got to figure out how to cut him off. I actually, I actually have a buddy who plays for the Chiefs too, uh, Armani Watts, and he was he was saying how 
Tyreek Hill is the fastest human he's ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 annoying trying to game plan for him. Can you can you press him though? Is that how strong is he? Because he's he's a small guy. It's just being able to to mirror him and yeah. you know try to get his hands on him. Yeah, and keep up with him. That's a tough. That's yeah. tough. That's really tough. All right, who's your favorite teammate in college? Favorite teammate in college? Yeah. Um. Jordan Smith. He he does film now. He uh he's a director and a screenwriter now. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Jordan. Dude lives out here in L.A. Uh, Washington D.C. Oh, gotcha. Very cool. Okay, favorite pump up song. What are you bumping before you get in the field? Anything, Meek Mill. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Championships. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> favorite sports hero growing up. Favorite sports hero. Man, I'd probably say, probably say Ray Lewis. Ray. Yeah. You ever do the dance as a little kid? A couple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you? No. <laughs> I've tried it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, dab- I dabble. <laughs> I if I was a Ravens fan, I would have for sure. I definitely did it one time, and someone told that like, "Do not, you cannot ever do that again, sir." You gotta do it by yourself. Yeah, it's like a, that's something you do like before you like you know like you're leaving to go to the bar or something. <laughs> what do you think this mirror is for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go to karaoke song. Go to karaoke song. Also, uh, Meek Mill. <laughs> we also want you to sing it. No, we're not gonna make you sing unless you want to. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> you guys like the uh, Seal Kiss from a Rose. Nice, that's, that's a <laughs> classic. Go. That's an absolute classic. He's definitely bumped that on the way back home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorite restaurant in Baltimore? Coco's. What kind of food is that? Uh, they got the best crab cakes in the town, man. Maryland baby. Crab cakes and football. Best crab. Cakes that's what Maryland does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one celebrity to be a presidential candidate. Who would you pick? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have the doesn't have to be the person you think would actually be the best president. It's your guy. Who Just you yeah. Uh, it would have been Nipsey Hussle. So I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Nip. Yeah. We'll Nipsey. There. Who would have been his running mate? Who's his vice? <laughs> uh, man, Jay Z. That's a, yeah. That would have been power deal right there. Music yeah. for sure. Music in America would be sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you ever seen Harry Potter? Man, it's been a while. It's been a He's while. He's a Gryffindor. No, like, there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> guilty pleasure. You watch TV ever? Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure TV show? Uh, I like Power. That was Power. a good one. But that's, like, a good show. What's, like, the one that you're kind of embarrassed about? <laughs> but you still watch it anyway. I still watch cartoons, man. I still watch Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Ultimate classic. Right Kid there. at heart still. Love that. Toonami, right? Oh, yeah. Back in the day? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. Who are the Chargers going to face in the Super Bowl this year? Who are they going to beat in the Super Bowl this year? Better question. Who are they going to beat in the Super Bowl? Whoever. Don't matter. Whoever wants it. don't matter. Whoever, Whoever's there. Whoever there. ASAP. Any squad, any place. Love that, man. Yeah, Nick Nick really loves that. 
Bro, like, can I ever get a championship in my entire life? Like, I'm a Clippers, Padres, Chargers fan. I can't buy a championship. Like, like, what what does it take? Come on. We got you, man. Help me out, Trevor. Dude, Trevor's got you. you. The mentality, first of all, I got to be honest. I I think you guys are going to win the division. I think I think you guys know. I think you're gonna beat the Chiefs. That's how it starts. Get the division and knock the chips down after that. Because there's, I think the Raiders and the Broncos don't hold a candle to you guys. There's no, I mean, there's, it's a two horse race for sure. Yeah, and these are probably the two of the top three teams in the AFC. I mean, the Colts are really. Good. I think the Colts are really good this year. Mm-hmm. But this is, I think, this is in our life since LT left. Since LT is like heyday, like needed 31 touchdowns. Since then, I think this is the best Chargers team. Do you guys have that mentality just to kind of close it out? Like, do you guys realize that in the locker room that this is the best Chargers team in years, maybe in franchise history? Yeah, I think we all got that confidence in ourselves, and you know, we can we believe that we'll be a lot better than last season and get a lot further. Yeah, I mean, as a sports fan and now as a fan of you and a homie, I'm rooting for you. Appreciate As it, a Patriots fan, there's a small part of me that that hope that doesn't come true. <laughs> but Trevor, we're rooting for you, man. Cannot wait to watch you on Sundays. Get watch you get some pick sixes going. And the fans out there, drag both feet inbound, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt. Trevor, you the man. Thanks for coming. Get that iron thrown and hit your free throws, guys. Why? Because they free. We out you. We love you. Possible. Anything possible. Anything possible.